Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi. Hello. Good, Good morning, everyone. <laughs> we are back. We're back. We're a bit different because we're remote, but we are back. This feels like uh, COVID days. It does, yeah. It's true. I feel weird. I feel like um, I'm only used to doing video calls with work. So generally the way I speak is very like, yes. And so yesterday, the updates that I have are like, <laughs> socially like this. I'm like, oh, this is weird. Yeah. Um, sorry that there was no episode last week. There's actually no real reason for that. There's, there was actually no real, real reason. And we, we even discussed it and we're going back and forth because one thing we like to be is consistent. Absolutely. But it just felt like it just couldn't happen. It wasn't working. Wasn't. So we wanted to show up, but we just our schedules to... are just... Yeah. The main reason was because I was going, doing, going off to do what I wanted. I was going to get my new car. Oh, Yes. And then, yeah, if I'm honest, because I just wanted to get the car, I, I didn't even consider it an option to make to prioritize the pod because it was just like this. Oh, is it's what- all coming out now. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I have to do. Like I have to get <laughs> the pod is that I have to do, but the car is I have to do. I was proper. Um, but yeah, we almost didn't record again this week because again, schedules are crazy, and again, I guess because of me, because it's my birthday. <laughs> You are just a selfish cow. I am. You know, once a year, I'm actually going to be a selfish bitch and I don't give a heck. Like, <laughs> the car, if I'm honest for myself, I said that, like, I want the car to be a present to myself for my birthday. Mm-hmm. So it was important yeah. to me, yeah. So, yeah, I don't care. Don't care. I'm selfish then. Call me that if you want. You <laughs> um, might get cancelled. I'll be like, oh, the girls can't you. I find it interesting how entitled people are sometimes to, um, like, content creators and stuff oh yeah absolutely i was gonna yeah, say being selfish but that's actually a thing yeah i can imagine mm. there was um there was a, an interesting post i saw from a content creator um called oh my gosh elise shah um i really really pray and hope that i've pronounced her name properly but she was saying how um she was she was saying that she's been fully transparent and this year has been the worst for her financially as a content creator. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, her agency said, if you're not willing to work hard enough or something like that, maybe content creation is not for you. And she was saying how like um, black content creators were used as like trauma porn, basically, <laughs> for <laughs> post like 2020. So mm-hmm. a lot of content creators, black content creators were like, they were needed at the time mm-hmm. around 2020 and post. But now the algorithm is going back to your typical like white or light skinned women. 
and mm. black content creators aren't getting the work that they used to get like two years Mad. ago last year because it's not hot topic anymore <laughs> that's not surprising you know? though, yeah. that's why yeah. now like black history month there's certain times that, black, yeah. like this is where we're gonna get the bag because this is the only mm. moment they're gonna give us and mm. it's, it's, it's i felt cool. nothing though you felt nothing in what sense sorry nothing for black history month this this yeah, I feel like nothing's been happening. I haven't seen much. It's true. I don't. This is the most low key Black History Month we've had in a while. Maybe mm. it's it's that people are over all the Black Lives Matter stuff. Like, there's no real fuel behind fire behind the the engine. I guess all at that time, it was being fueled heavily by all of the horrible things that had happened that had taken the entire world by storm. Now, it's just back to regular old racism. So yeah, nobody cares as much to you know actually put their money behind it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think that's that's the main thing is like the lack of fun because I've seen community things going on. I don't think that's ever going to stop, but actual funding behind um, like branding wise, I don't think I haven't seen anything major anyway. No brands, I haven't seen doing anything no. really different. No. no. Yeah. Just got stand. We were saying even us though, like we didn't really yeah. this one. But you know what? I just this year, I, something in me just felt like, why do I have to do? I don't know. Sometimes Black History Month can feel a little bit performative for me, and I think yeah. we talk about blackness on the pod every single week. So it's okay. kind of like we'd have to we have to really go out of our way to think of something new to talk about. And and I feel like it would be for the purposes of, would it be for the purposes of black people? Considering we do it every week anyway, or would it be for the yeah like ticking a box to say we did something for Black History? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess it it depends on what Black History Month means for you. Like, does it mean educating yourself? Does it mean pouring into yourself that month? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like I've kind of just lost sight of it a little bit. If I'm completely transparent, um, yeah, it, it, I'm just not feeling. I guess, I guess it just doesn't feel like. It's all for us anymore. Yeah. You know, it feels like a time that we get external validation as opposed to mm-hmm. a time that within the community there's very much happening or like a time of reflection. It's, it's, and I guess that makes sense because I'd swear the history of it is that it's like it was for an external, um, do you know what? I'm speaking out of turn because I actually don't know, but I feel like it's like. <laughs> Let's just make stuff up. I love it. Basically, I'm pretty <laughs> sure that no, I'm joking. Um, I feel like Do you know what I know. I know what I know what it is. Go on, go on. So basically, one time there was some black man in Brixton, oh, and God. then he <laughs> 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 and then he bumped into some a white man, and he said, "Excuse me, mate." And then basically, the white man was really shocked at the black man having an accent. Like <laughs> he's like, "How did you get here?" What is going? Then what happened was. Then what happened next was. Imagine. I don't. I don't know. I feel like we need to Google this. Um, (laughs) This is actually terrible from us. But that's how you know that. Who is this for? Because for me, my initial experience with Black History Month was in primary school and it was like I was told it's Black History Month and every Black History Month you draw your little black cartoon and maybe you study what, <laughs> Luther King like it, 
Yeah, Malcolm X. It never, ever, it was not something that happened in my house. Do you know what I mean? Like, growing up, Black History Month meant nothing in my home. Like, absolutely. <laughs> it's always been from external people and, like, to be honest, usually white people or the one token passionate black person who's like, we need representation in this school or workplace. That It's always from, it's never from within the community that it's been a thing for me. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Okay, so I find it funny how, go on. Sorry. Um, it says National Black History Month has its origin. Oh, is this the UK or the US though? It probably originated from the US. It did, yeah. As everything else does. The first Black History Month in the UK took place in 1987, the 150th anniversary of the abolition of slavery in the Caribbean. It was arranged by Akiaba Adai Sebo, who came right. from Ghana as a refugee in 1984. Like Woodson before him, he wanted to challenge racism and celebrate the history of Black people. Okay, yeah. So as I thought, it was, this is something that we're doing uh, to oppose oppression and, you know, mm-hmm. something... A, a middle finger up to the white man or forcing the white man to acknowledge us those vibes and yeah i guess everything i was saying earlier still rings true like we do that every single week and so. yeah yeah i guess so and i think also why i think a lot of content there's a lot, lot of going ugh, sorry you've not seen a lot of black history month content at the moment it's because of palestine mm-hmm. as well and things that are happening there yeah, so, so much else. A lot of the news, and yeah, there's so much else going on. Um, yes. I was thinking about that this morning, like Palestine and stuff. I feel like I'm in a place where I. So, you know how we always say sometimes it's important to protect your mental health and you can't engage in content like that? Yeah. Um, which I partly agree with. Sometimes I avoid actual videos, but I'm kind of weighed on the edge of like, okay, let me try and educate myself in a different way. Maybe it's not necessarily videos of trauma because I do find them incredibly disturbing. Yeah. But still having some kind of education yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah. Um, I don't think Yeah, it's... I don't know. I think there are certain things you can't be ignorant to. And I yeah. think one of them, like, you can't bury your head in the sand when something as horrible as this is going on. Um, but yeah. I agree. I think the only reason that people want to do that in the first place is because the content that you see that uh, that people are trying to educate us with is usually really mm-hmm. violent and like and also quite biased that's one of the biggest problems with all of this like there are two sides and it's always very clear whose side whatever media that's talking about it is on um mm. so it's difficult to it's really difficult to keep up with and to engage with authentically and and like I guess accurately because even the news itself is so inaccurate. Um, so it's a it's a really weird one. Like it's a really weird one. The the history behind all of this I find really 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 like yeah. fascinating and 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 disturbing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I yeah I feel similarly to you. Like I've lived in that space of ignorance for the past maybe three years. Yeah, <laughs> since, um, since twenty twenty, right? Literally, since I kind of, kind of yeah. like, oh another problem. Well, damn that. Uh, let me just close my eyes up because I don't have the capacity mm. to move on. Um, but this is the first time that I'm like, no, I actually can't bury my head inside. I should open my eyes because it's a war, and I guess I feel like it's one of the most complicated. Maybe I, I might be naive and ignorant in saying this, but I feel like it's one of the most complicated wars that I've heard of or that have happened in in recent times. Like, 
I think it's been it's been long standing as well. That's what um, it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's been long standing. Um, hundred percent. Um, but you know, I was, I was gonna say to agree with you. I went to Bible study like maybe a week and a half ago, and mm-hmm. Pastor was talking about war as well. And he wasn't actually talking about the Palestinian war. It was just by chance he was talking about like Islamic terrorism and stuff like that in in mm-hmm. history. Um, and he was just talking about like the importance of being like kingdom and like community focused and not just personally focused like it's so easy to become so selfish and I think because everyone's always often in like a survival mentality capitalism and everything in between we're so selfish and it's so important to be able to step outside of yourself and remember that like outside of me there's a massive world and a community that also needs to function healthily before I can even thrive anyway um yeah absolutely yeah so yeah I've been trying to maintain that mindset a little bit more of like how concerned am I with the world that I live in like Mm. I don't think I'm very concerned with it if I'm honest with myself I'm concerned with my family my friends that's about it yeah and I guess even as a person who's religious you do you care about humanity (laughs) so I think that's the main yeah it's like humanity because even even regardless of like I I don't want to comment it too much because I don't understand the full uh, the the full understanding of what's actually happened but I think it's clear as day who who are the victims oh gosh I'm struggling because I don't want to just say the wrong thing let me not say the wrong thing but yeah yeah, I don't want to completely say the wrong thing but at the end of the day people are being killed as a result of the war so yeah (laughs) we'll just keep it there Um, because even that like people are scared to talk about it and that's how you know just how how deep-rooted and and tragic this war is is that Mm. people are scared to call wrong wrong because of being persecuted which is genuinely very scary because if we're scared to even call it out what other murder can they get away with do you know what i mean like (laughs) use our mouths to say that's not right they can they they're gonna be they they can do whatever they want after this because no one's yeah. gonna stop them no one's gonna try and stop it so long as people are actually scared to even say that it's bad you know yeah. I mean? and then also so, so people interpret and I I get it because I definitely believe this way as well but your silence is complicity but yeah. sometimes yeah. my from me my silence at the moment is more I just don't understand and I just haven't done my research yet properly which yeah. is kind of just not good enough if I'm honest <laughs> like yeah. there's so much resources out there. Um, but that's what I'm sorry go on yeah yeah and I guess maybe it's just again it's just me I think and I agree I completely agree with you I think post George Floyd stuff and Black Lives Matter which I was heavily engaged with at the time just felt so exhausted yeah and you feel so hopeless and it's just I don't know you go around in circles but again I think everybody can do their part in in any little way whether that's donating to a charity who does have the you know the resources and the people with the information to make a change yeah at least that um yeah i think the most important thing people should do is like just clue which is i was gonna say get get clued up but like it is really hard to do considering the media is actually like a hot mess at the moment like yeah the bbc apologized didn't they what did they apologize for so they apologized for um 
did they do? I think basically they were trying to, let me actually have a look right now. Well, they, they, they apologized, but it was a very half-hearted apology. They were like, we made a mistake. Um, and then it was like, all right, now for the weather. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad. I think with the BBC, I, I can imagine they would apologize because I think what they're trying to, what they've, the stance that they've claimed that they try to hold is neutral. And they just, they try to report on the facts is their manifesto. But as we know, they don't always do that because they've got certain people in their pocket or certain people have them in their pocket. But yeah, I think the mo the main thing that I'm finding like troubling about the news is like this whole idea of like anti-Semitism and like mm. in calling out things that Israel's doing that's bad, that's anti-Semitic. No, it, it isn't. No, it's not. <laughs> Two things really can be true at once. Like Israel can be wrong for bombing, yeah, but we yeah. All don't hate Jews. Like the, yeah. I don't care. Those two things are, don't go hand in hand. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like so that's mm -hmm. and, and that's the scariest part about the news. Is like I feel like the news is is scared to call out Israel because they don't want yeah. to be accused of being anti-Semitic. But I mean, how, where do we go from there? Because you're scared. <laughs> you're literally scared to say that a bomb that they that they have landed among civilians and has killed several people was bad you're scared to say that they, can, they might block the whole world next and and have no reason <laughs> like it's just yeah it's terrible it's a joke um but it says the bbc admits to reporting misinformation on pro-palestinian protests um but yeah, I don't know. I think we, uh, yeah. I think I personally just want to do my part a little bit more because um, I've yeah, just said absolutely nothing. Um, yeah. Should we move on? Sure. Let's do it. Oh, are you okay though? How are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine. I'm just, the only thing that I can report is I'm tired. Um, I've got, it's my birthday tomorrow. Woohoo. Woohoo! I'm not feeling like it right now. I just feel tired and like exhausted, but I, I will be fine. It's one of those that it's like I need to just make shit happen and then get there. And when it does, I'll be like, yay, I'm happy. But right now, I'm just like, can someone send me like a Domino's pizza and <laughs> maybe some white wine? And I just chill quietly with my phone off. Yeah, the vibes that I'm looking for, but it's just because I'm doing work. You know that rush before your birthday, where this is yep. this is the one birthday that I've had in a long time that I don't actively care, but it's like usually I care to make my birthday special, and then yeah. and yeah, celebrate. But it's not that I don't want to celebrate. I still want to celebrate, but I do not care about the making it special part. It's almost like I want someone else to do that for me. And for me to yes. show up and be like, this is so lovely and special, but I didn't have to do anything. <laughs> but I'm having to do all of it, which is making me not want it anymore. Do you get what I mean? I feel like we now live in a time where, obviously, you're working full time. You're very busy. There's so many moving parts to birthdays. So you're going away. Great. And then you're trying to organize something with a load of people. And you kind of know that. I don't know, you've had to chase someone for one deposit. Yeah. One person yeah. out. Uh, someone saying, oh, sorry, it's not within my budget this month. 
then you've got to think about the logistics of where's everybody sleeping what's yeah. everybody eating so yeah. it just kind of strips the fun out away it's from me it's nice when it's yeah. yes. that's what it is but it's not yeah 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 because it's nice it's not like i'm really looking forward to it i think yeah, it'll be great yeah. Um, but you've had to think about how many eggs people are eating in the morning, not me. Yeah. <laughs> and 12 times. I've had to, and I've had to, yeah. I understand, yeah, the logistics that this trip has taken me, like, yeah. stop to stop because I'm going away twice. And I thought that would yeah. make sense, but it's actually turned out to be a bit hellish. But <laughs> I have to think about like, okay, so the food is going to be here. And the food, by the way, is going to be in, three okay. three different places so i have to do three stops oh yes including pickups of people and then i have to make sure i'm there by the time the delivery comes and i had to also make that delivery i had to go buy some of the food that i'm talking about i had to do my hair my nails oh my gosh my eyebrows and i'm like for what my delivery hasn't come and royal mail <gasps> royal mail yeah oh my god when i see that my delivery is coming through royal mail i feel to smash whatever device I have in my hand because they're just so bad. Is it, are they like that with you? With the Sorry, home- do you know what? I was going to say, I just think that you have really bad experience of, experiences with deliveries because when I'm, when I have, when I've had Royal Mail in the past, I think, phew, like, I've never you- had any problems with them. Do you know what it is with Royal Mail? They're good with, like, I don't know, first class. But once it's like next day delivery, specifically from Oh, Okay. Because I think they use a different service. When it's um like first class and next day from like a normal company, like if yeah. I see something next day, it comes with your postman. But when it's from these big companies, they've got like yeah. a new section and it's a different delivery person. Like my postman comes at 9 a.m. This delivery could come at 7 p.m. And that's not your regular postman. Do you know what I mean? What a bumper. But when it's that one is when it's like, over the only one I can trust in my house now is every, which is controversial. Really? Yeah, but every same woman every time, every day. Like, <laughs> love her. She's on point. But wild goose chase. I've been calling up Road Mail Delivery Office. I said, "Where's my package?" They said, "Oh, it's either in Romford or in Dagenham. So you should try both." As in, I'm gonna have to now try uh, two different deliveries. Oh, uh, you you are always chasing <laughs> deliveries. Okay, do you know what's worse? I always order stuff days in advance to avoid this, and I still yeah. get there anyway. I ordered this thing on Tuesday. Why am I still not having it? And I'm having to run it down today. Like anyway, blessings yeah. and gratitude. I am blessings well. on blessings on you. And my birthday is actually going to be great. I've had. One section has been planned for me, which is lovely. Other sections planned yeah. with, with all my friends. So yeah, I am blessed. I don't want to sound ungrateful. So be good. I think we should do some TikToks. <gasps> yeah, that actually sounds good. Let's do it. I really want to pursue TikTok, but I just can't be bothered <laughs> all the time because I'm literally obsessed with TikTok. Yeah, and I love TikTok. Viewing, obviously, but I'm like, why can't I do this? Like, some videos I see are so simple. And they're entertaining. So simple, right? Yeah. I think it's just about getting started, you know, and like keeping the flow. Yeah. I think that's what it is. Get I think used I'm going to do it. Yeah, I think you should. I, want to. I think it's cringe at the start and then... You get over it eventually. Just go for it. Yeah. You know, All we right. Need to, we need to rip the band... Well, for me, I think what will help me rip the band off is if I do a video of me talking 
selfie selfie video oh got you yeah like that's the most awkward thing that i could ever do on tiktok and if i can do that then i could do anything (laughs) follow to the world follower follower anyway how are you um yeah i'm all right i am like you i'm very tired um I feel like I've got myself into this, I think everybody can relate, but like a weird funk Mm. of um, not being able to, not not being able to sleep at night, exhausted at work. And then when you're at work, you're like, yeah, when I get home Mm. and then I can't sleep again. And it's just a constant cycle. Yeah. Um, So I'm just constantly tired, but um, I'm really hoping because sometimes it just, uh, something just switches with me and you and you get one good night's sleep and then, for the foreseeable future, yeah. you're chuffed, <laughs> you're okay. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I'm fine, I'm actually good. Um, I feel like I'm getting my mojo back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Your mojo back. Are you, are you there? You <laughs> 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 feel like, like my therapist, basically. Sometimes we'll have a therapy session. I'm like, I know you're on your phone. <laughs> and you didn't even hear what I just said. Oh, sorry. The thing is, I actually did hear what you said. Wow. Wow. I was looking at you vulnerable there as well. Oh, sorry. You said you got your mojo back. I know. I, I said my cat died. He didn't. <laughs> I'm actually so sorry. That's so funny. <laughs> must be, my, my colleagues must see me too that all the time. Yeah, yeah I spent very discreet. I spent my whole time <laughs> on my phone. Like I'm always on my phone. Oh my god. I'm so sorry. I wasn't actually doing anything. I was just trying to look at the time and calculate. Oh great. I'll be in boards now, joking. My head is in one million places. I just remember yeah, that yeah. new tennis rackets, and I was like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> so I went quickly. Sorry. Anyway, you're getting your mojo back. Yeah, I'm good. Right? Should we do our toxic? Form? Oh no! I feel like I dismissed you. Don't yeah, you? yeah, yeah. Oh, talk let's to go, me. Okay. Fine. <laughs> Uh, I got Are you ready? Yes, let's do it. Okay. So this week this week's toxic four reads Hey ladies, hope you're both in good health and well. We are apart from exhaustion. Um I have a toxic thought which has been heavy on my mind about adult social care for our generation. As my parents grow older, I've been wondering what social care will look like for them. I'm from a Caribbean background, so the thought of care the thought of a care home is almost profanity in my household. I feel really bad, but I don't think I'll be able to cope with the burden of looking after my parents in 20 years' time when I'm settled down with my own family. So my question is, 
whether I'm toxic for even saying this. I don't think they'll want to go back to the motherland as they've been here for over 40 years. So what do I do? Love to hear your thoughts as always. My mum's going straight to that homeboy. Oh, I don't say that. She's going in. I'm going to give her a little kick in as well. (laughs) (laughs) Let me actually stop. Let me actually stop. Because my nan was in the care home and I was actually traumatised for that the first couple of months. Awful. Yeah, it doesn't. Do you know what it is? Yeah, if I'm honest with myself, I think the only reason that I hate the idea of it for my mum is that the care homes here, my knowledge of them is that they're really bad. Like, it's not like a nice experience for them. It's like a halfway house. Like, I don't. It doesn't seem basically. You know, care homes in the movies where it's like. They yeah. have games, they have activities, they're very well looked after, they go for walks, like, there's a wellness, thing. it's like a wellness retreat, but eternal. Mm-hmm. If it was like that, I would happily, ha- ha- not put my mum, but, like, if she wanted to go there, happily, because that actually doesn't sound all that bad. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's almost like having housemates, like, you've just gone to a more social place for your later years. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, 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 I get it. I think, yeah, I think adult social care um, in the UK is incredibly underfunded. Mm -hmm. Is that a word? Yeah, underfunded. Um, And I think as a result, like, you get care workers who aren't being um, paid enough. Mm -hmm. So therefore, maybe they're not doing their job as efficiently. Maybe they don't have the knowledge that they need to have. Um, I used to work as a care worker maybe when I was about 19. um, And I meant well. But now I look back, I'm like, I didn't have the tools and the resources and education to care for such a complex person at the time. Um, And that's the same for elderly people as well, I think. And I think we, um, as British people, obviously I know, (laughs) I was going to say you're not British, but (laughs) yes, you are. (laughs) You don't belong here. (laughs) The white side is really... (laughs) (laughs) You ain't British. (laughs) You're from... (laughs) you're from a different culture but I think for uh, maybe English people I don't know I think we just see elders differently so not to say that we don't have close relationships with them but in the sorry western culture it's okay for your grandma to go to a home it's not you're not looked down upon for doing so Um, and you kind of and I think especially in our generation as well, like even the thoughts of my mum moving in with me now, I'm like, hell no. Yeah. <laughs> and she can cook, clean and look after herself. I just can't imagine doing that because yeah. Yeah. I need to breathe. <laughs> I need to breathe. Like, and reason- we have so much to do. 100%. Like there's a reason that we flee the nest. Like you, yeah. in your own space, you want to build your own life. I feel like, yeah, you hit a really important part of the topic, I guess, of like, culturally i guess she said it too guessing assuming she's caribbean culture african culture you also you are your family family is everything and how are you outsourcing family because that's basically what taking your mum to or or dad to an elderly care home would be it's like outsourcing your family the things I, i think um a big part of black culture and like our love languages is acts of service, the things that we do for yeah. each other. It's why cooking is such a huge thing for us. It's like, this is mm-hmm. how you show love, you do for people. And mm-hmm. saying that you don't want to do, but you're willing to spend money instead for someone else to do, it's like, you've lost 
the meaning of love when it comes to family and how to give it. Um, yeah, absolutely. But it, we do, I don't. It, I was going to say we do need to challenge ourselves on that, but I also, I'm like, why are we here? I think a big part of why it's difficult is because culturally as well, there's a ma- massive lack of trust. I reckon like care homes, uh, this might sound a bit idealistic actually, but if care homes were a thing for us like back home, and mm. there were, you know, a black equivalent. I'm trying to think of something that actually makes sense. I feel like people would be far more willing to do that. But I think there's also a lack of trust with, like, as a black elderly person, handing your parent over to be cared for by someone who just doesn't understand them culturally. Mm. That's what messes me up even more about it. Like, can I properly trust that my mum would be looked after in that environment? Possibly not. And I think maybe what you're getting at or a good example might be like the church. Because I think in a lot of cultures, a lot of um, charitable work and care is also done through, I don't know, like missionary work, um, like foundations that are set up. Whereas in the UK, there's actual structures like care homes um, that are normal. Um, Another point that came to mind actually was, um, I think as we grow older, our families become smaller because from our parents' more generation, there's probably, my nan had seven children. Mm. So out of the seven, one motherfucker's going to take the brunt and look after my nan, which actually happened. There's usually one person who does all the work and they resent everybody for it, but they won't, they won't back out. Um, Whereas with me, my brother and my sister now, there's three people who's going to do it. It will probably be me, but um, probably be you. (laughs) It probably will be me. Um, But yeah, it's just, there's so much pressure and obviously we're having children, children later as well. So, Mm. But by the time my mum's what like seventy, if I were to have a kid now, like I'm, my child would be like twenty. So I'm still looking after my children and my nana and my mum at the same time. Like that would be a lot of hard work. Too much work, and yeah, yeah I think a lot. Our generation is going to be slapped in the face with a massive reality check, and yeah. not even just a reality check, just like a massive challenge of how to deal with this because we're going to be the first of our gen to have to mm. consider that option. Um, and uh, yeah, when I think about my own family, I'm like, I can't imagine it. I can't imagine being comfortable with it. But I think I'm genuinely going to try and convince my mom to go back to Nigeria. But then my mom doesn't want to go back to Nigeria. Like, Yeah, that's what the girl said as well in the toxic submission. Yeah, want to go back. Yeah. And I get why she doesn't want to go back. As much as she loves her siblings and they're her family, her children are way more her family now. She's got grandkids. Yeah. Like she doesn't want to be away yeah. from them. Um, yeah. I, I just, feel sorry for old people. It's because it's like you're you're used to abuse throughout your whole life. Like you become, you're the parent, then you're the grandparent, and then suddenly you get to like 70, 80, You can't look after the grandkids anymore, and then you're not able. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's one of my biggest fears is aging. Like, oh god, mm. I mean, this isn't good. Being my birthday tomorrow. Happy yeah. birthday. <laughs> sometimes I look at old people and I'm like you have lived such a life and now Mm. I think the main thing for me is like immobility and not being in control of my own life anymore that version of like having to go back to relying on people for everything and yeah because you spend your entire life trying to be as self-sufficient as you possibly can leaning on 
like a partner if you have to i mean if you have one um but the aim in life from childhood is to teach us to navigate life alone or not alone independently like without assistance Mm -hmm. and you you just go right back to being a baby and needing yeah being taken care of for you and and also obviously now sorry no go on we live in a mad time where where (laughs) i can imagine um like someone's parent being poorly and then that child's like when you done this to me when i was seven years old that betrayed my trust and you know like we don't have and it's sorry i'm I'm making a joke of it but also it is quite important like we're i think we're more strong-willed as a generation now and more willing to confront our parents head-on so back in the day it would be out of respect i have to look after you but now if your if your parent is toxic some people will literally cut that cut those parents off yeah rightfully so so there's a lot of um yeah, I feel like there's we feel less dutiful to our parents now. Yeah, um, it's, 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 it's of whether whether they were good or not. Respect is earned, not. Oh wait, what? It's not a given. Not given. Is that what is that what the saying is? Respect is earned, but what's the end of it? Respect is earned. Oh no, I think you're mixing it up. Res- Hold on. Wow, it's nice to have Google. <laughs> <laughs> not given. Yeah. Respect is uh, not not, uh, not given. or not demanded. Okay, yeah, we oh, don't like that. Yeah, demanded it doesn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so, yeah. Generally, as a generation, that's the attitude we have towards it. It's like you earn respect, whether you're my parent or not. Like mm. anyone who's toxic, we cancel them, we cut them out. And I, I saw a girl on TikTok the other day actually, and she was talking about like boundary setting with her mom. Yeah, and I was like, this is so difficult because, yes, it's true, but I'm still very much under the chokehold of like, you just got to respect your parents. Like, there's, mm. certain, there's certain L's that I will take from my parents, from my mom, sorry. Yeah. Obviously, relative to what I can handle. Like, I'm not, my mom can't violate me and I'm like, respect your parents. Like, I'm very much one to confront my mom. But there's certain yeah. things that like, I think the girl was talking about her mum telling her to get home on time. I feel I feel bad. I'm not trying to call the girl out. But yeah, she was talking about her growing up, her mum. TikTok? Was it a viral video? It was viral, yeah. But it, it, the profile's open. It's true. But it's more so that I'm just criticizing. I'm just I'm technically criticizing her. I'm like, she doesn't say uh, it's just not my 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 speed. But anyway, <laughs> talking about when she was younger, I think she was she said she was like 20. Um, setting boundaries with her mum because her mum would tell her mm-hmm. to get home by 11 or something like that. And um, she stayed out longer. I don't remember exactly what the time was, but she stayed out longer and her mum was calling her and messaging all types of abuse, like, uh, stupid girl, like, why are you not home? I don't know exactly what she said, but oh it was insulting her for being late or whatever. And she said that she told her mum that if I'm out and I'm safe and she said she was with her church group. So she was like, literally my mom, she was doing the most because I was actually safe with wow. a good thing. And, but she said she set boundaries with her mom and said, if you continue to message me abuse like this, or if you continue trying to control me like this, um, mm-hmm. I'm going to block you. And she was wow. saying, yeah, she was saying that um, she, she basically, I don't remember what the rationale was, but she basically said to her mom, I'm safe. I'm fine. I've sent you my location. You have no grounds to, to try and demand me to come home. So I'm not going to, and I'm going to block you if you 
message me like this. And she said she did block her yeah. mom. And she was like, that's that's what one of the things that she did growing up to like teach her mom boundaries. And I was like, wow, I find that interesting because yes, her mom should not have been messaging her insults. Mm. But I can't, I couldn't dream of telling my mom I'm gonna block you for telling me to come home. <laughs> no, but she was she was hailing abuse at her, right? Yeah, but the the this is what I mean. It's about what you can handle, and I guess the culture you grew up in, right? It's the it's the abuse, it, the abuse that she said. I don't know if there was more about it, but it was like she was calling her dumb, silly, like stupid girl. Why are you not home? Oh, okay. Well, to me, obviously, her mom's oh, calling her stupid. Yeah, but I'm just like. I don't know. That, that's a, it's a very harsh way to set that boundary. And it's, it challenged me because I don't think she's wrong. Because, yes, there are plenty of toxic things that our parents would do growing up that we needed to set boundaries with them on. Mm. Um, but I, I'm, that's why I say maybe I'm still in the chokehold of, like, you just respect your parents. So for me, I guess it's not to say that my mom can call me stupid and, and get away with it. It would more mm. so be... When we get home, I'd say, when you're angry, you can't call me stupid. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to block you. And that technically, I've broken your rule. You said I can't. <laughs> and I said, I don't want to be home because I'm fine. I'm going to block you. if you. It, it just was like, it, it, for me, it was just such a good representation of the conflict between the generations, like Gen Z, maybe even millennials, because I'm sure there are millennials who mm-hmm. that too. And the generation above us of like the things that we consider toxic, abusive, unacceptable. And for them, the things that they consider even maybe even being a good parent. And like her mom probably being held to account in that way was must her mind must have exploded. Cause it's like, yeah, I'm actually trying to keep you safe. I know the fear, I know how much there is to fear outside, and like I'm scared and I'm anxious. And that's actually one of the things she was talking about of like her mom has extreme anxiety. So she was like, my mom can't. I've it. seen this TikTok. Yeah. I've seen it. Yeah, it's funny because I thought about I thought about me, and I actually thought about you because I know both of our, mom, our moms are anxious and yes, it's really pissed yeah. us off in the past. Yeah, yeah. My mom, I had a stern word of her the other day um, because I told her something that I'd experienced, and she was like, "I'm so worried. I'm so worried." I said, "That's not helpful." Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "I'm fine," and I was like, "You worrying is going to make me actually not tell you anything." Yeah. Um, yeah. And she was like, when you're a mum, you'll understand. But I'm like, yes, I know. But please, even if you're, just keep it to yourself. Well, now, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not, it's not helpful. Your anxiety is, it's, I don't, it's not really, it, I think it just pisses me off if I'm honest. It does actually yeah. make me anxious. But like, calm down. Yeah. <laughs> it, it makes me really angry because it does add absolutely no value. And yeah. and you actually kind of project those emotions. Like I know plenty of people that their parents were anxious and now they are because of it. Like they're scared. Sorry, of that, sorry. that's me. Sorry, I'll bear child rubbish. That is me. Well, you're anxious because you're in, in, in a different way. Yes, I get really that's anxious. Really when true. Facts. People... <laughs> <laughs> you know, even yesterday when you dropped me home, so Fola dropped me home in her car and uh, basically the Dartford crossing was closed, so you had to go the other way. And I thought, if something happens there on the way home, that's actually my fault, because you dropped me home, and the Dartford crossing was... That's why I even messaged you, I was like, home? Like, let me know where you're home. And I got to look at my phone, I thought, let me try and relax. 
Oh my uh, gosh. Yeah, I do. I get really worried about people's journeys home. Yeah, um, I do too, actually. Like, I can't see yeah. from you, your home safely. I don't even know where yeah. that came from. Absolutely nothing's ever happened to you. But I just, I feel yeah. like out in those dark streets alone, anything can happen. <laughs> oh my God, maybe. No, it's scary. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I the, the video was interesting because I don't think there's necessarily a wrong or a right, but it, it, it was just such a an interesting depiction of, like I said, the friction between our, us and our, the generation of, oh, not generation of us, our generation and our parents' generation. Um, yeah. Because, yeah, I guess what you were saying of, like, elderly parents being held to account for things and, mm-hmm. you know, potentially being, like, on their deathbed, God forbid. Mm-hmm. And sometimes those things are even influencing factors of what people make people decide whether or not they're going to put their parent in uh yeah. in a care home do you know what i mean yeah. so it's it's really interesting um seeing that that dynamic kind of play out i guess the older we get true do you know what i just thought of actually i was thinking um it's funny how we can cut our parents off if we're not the people that they like but imagine a parent's like, yeah, I'm just not feeling my child. Like, we're not feeling my <laughs> <Don't> get along. <laughs> Imagine, because children, at the end of the day, they have, per- I know sometimes it does come from the parents, but some ch- children have different personalities. Like, me and my siblings, they have things in common, but we have different personalities. My mum couldn't be like, yeah, you're just, you know, I'm not feeling it. Like, <laughs> you guys to cut you off. The personality of an absolute asshole outside. Yeah. A parent <laughs> do everything perfectly at home, and their child still becomes yeah. And imagine yeah. that being like, oh, this is long. Like, boundaries, <laughs> boundaries of my child. <laughs> I like you have a child. Honestly, having children, boys, it's, it's, it's a marriage to, like, two people, the parent and the yeah. child or, for yeah. a lifetime. Children are so selfish, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Fuck kids. <sighs> yeah. Fuck us. No, we love them. Fuck us, yeah. When I say kids, I mean us, because I'm more considering us the children in this scenario. Like, yeah, the ones yeah, that we are we having those conversations. But um, do you know what? Maybe there just needs to be more of a focus on elderly care in the UK, um, and then maybe we won't feel as bad because um, when my nan went into a care home, she was so distressed, really like med meds up. Wow. Loads of medication constantly. She kind of seemed like a vegetable, was in like an old little room. Um, my nana was obsessed with gardens, didn't have a garden. Oh. Um, it was just heartbreaking to see. Yeah. Really heartbreaking to see. And like all of the people in there were just sitting in the chairs all day, not being active, not really moving their bodies as much as they should do. And it actually like fast, it fast tracks them to death. Listen, of because, course it would, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. horrible, man. This yeah, is what it's really sad. It's sad that these things are like they're exclusive. It's all about capitalism, our best friend. Because mm-hmm. if you make money, you can afford private care homes. Yeah, and yeah. I'm sure. Well, I say I'm sure. I hope to God those are much better. Yeah, it's, it's sad. It's sad because all my land saved for all of her life, and then all her money basically went. Well, she had some money left after after the world and stuff, but like a lot of it went on her care home. Wow. So it's just like no, crazy. Yeah, it's a bit sad really. Was it yeah. permanent? Um I would say I don't know if it was private, but I think she didn't she, she wasn't entitled for it to be free. Okay. If so that makes sense. Like discounted, like subsidized or something. Yeah, because she was part of that local um borough or something. But yeah, I yeah. wouldn't say it was private, it wasn't given like glamorous 
but um, yeah, she paid for it herself. It doesn't even mean glamorous a lot of the time. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. yeah. No, it was really sad. It was literally heartbreaking. And it's sad to see someone go out like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? When you know yeah, them to be so active. Yeah. My dad literally works up until about 80-something. Yeah. Um, very active. Um, and yeah, just went downhill, unfortunately. So yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's hard. It's really hard. And I do think about my mum often with her health issues that she has. And I'm like, give it another, what, 30 years? Mm. My mum's 90. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's not long. Um, I think it's yeah. there's just a level of realism that needs to kick mm. in. Like, yeah, can't we can't do it all, and we all, we also have to make decisions based on like sometimes because at the end of the day, both options here aren't great in terms of mm. one option A being you either by yourself or with a partner takes that responsibility on. Um, yeah. And obviously there are loads and loads of consequences of that for your personal life, for your family life, for, for every, your finances, for everything. Um, mm-hmm. And the alternative isn't great either. Like nobody wants to put their parent in a care home that they don't particularly like. So yeah. it's like, what's, a, the, what's the lesser of two evils is, is yeah. kind of the, the honest conversation that we have, need to have of ourselves. Because, yeah, I just think it's a realism thing. We're not, we're not the first people to have experienced this crossroad. No. And we're not yeah, going to no. be the last. Um, and you just you just have to weigh things up. Because mm-hmm. in some circumstances, it's actually not the worst thing to have your parents live in. Like, if you can afford space, like they have their own bedroom and bathroom or whatever, and you can afford, like, maybe part-time help in the house, yeah. that might work out as a great alternative. Um, yeah, and if not, then then maybe the care home might make a bit more sense. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so it's an, it's a good toxic thought because it's everybody's reality. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah, it really is. I enjoyed that. Um, well, yeah, that's it for today. <laughs> you're making me laugh. I can tell you're trying to get up out of here for real. <laughs> no, I actually have work to do. I can see my work phone going off. <laughs> you enjoyed that well. See? <laughs> you next <laughs> It's, I'm just like, oh, people are asking me, have you done this? I'm no. like, oh god. I, can I know you. I know you're like, I need to go. I'm like, oh shit. So I need to go as well. If you, I need to go and attach some hair to my head. I need to go to press. Oh, the joy. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, we love you plenty. We'll see you next week in the normal recording format. Yeah. Um, and hopefully with a bit more energy. Absolutely. All right, everyone. <laughs> Bye. See you next week. See you later. <laughs>Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.